I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Guys don't really mind dirt. I don't mean we want to necessarily go rolling around in it, but, you know, as, as kids, we ate dirt. As bachelors, kind of held our apartments together. Now, women hate dirt. They won't associate with it. You hardly ever see a really filthy woman. I mean, you see filthy guys a lot of times. We sweat, we yank our shirts open, you know, our shoes aren't shined, our hair isn't combed. Women just don't do that. Women sometimes look messy, but they're never dirty. Guys have food fights in high school. Girls point at us and say, that's yuck, or whatever they say, and then they giggle. We pick our teeth with toothpicks. You never see a woman with a toothpick stuck out of her mouth. My lady wonder wench doesn't like it when I use a toothpick in public, but I'm a Louis Louis generation guy, and I've got spaces between my teeth now, so food gets stuck in there, and I need a toothpick. I can't help it. I go to a restaurant to eat. Wonder wench goes to a restaurant to have manners. Sometimes when I really need a toothpicking and I'm at a restaurant, I go to the men's room. It's loud. In fact, over the last few years, I've seen a couple of other Louis Louis generation guys who are probably married to polite women and they're kind of looking hunted, picking their teeth. One guy offered me the unused half of his toothpick, but I had my own. The whole history of potty going for guys is interesting, by the way. In the beginning, when you're a boy, your mom takes you with her to the ladies' room. And I remember that, and I remember it was embarrassing. I didn't know why, but I, I didn't like that. And it, it took what seemed like a few years of telling her that, that I was embarrassed, and she finally let me go to the men's room by myself. And that was about the time I was out in the car with Dad, and I had to go. And we were on a highway with no bathrooms around, but there were lots of trees by the road, and Dad said, hey, it's no problem, we'll just pull over here. And I, rem I remember, I was thinking, okay, then what? You know, and he showed me. And I thought, wow, why didn't I think of that? For you non-guys, let me explain. At first, you know, you go way out into the woods because you're not taking any chances. And then you get caught having to go real bad and you settle for a little closer and then you get a little older and a little wise guy you're. And for my part, I began to notice that dogs, you know, right there on the street. And I, I kept thinking... When I was a teenager, what? They're better than us, huh? Because <laughs> teenagers are weird. Of course, taking that to its logical conclusion, you could have a crisis that even Miss Manners wouldn't know how to handle. Miss Manners. It's like Miss Congeniality in the Miss America contest. Somebody said that there is nobody who is nearly as much hated as Miss America contests Miss Geniality, Miss Manners. Women always have better manners than we do, especially at the table. We're always thinking, well, let's try this fork. And she gives you that look and says, nope, that's the wrong one. All right, how about this one? Nope, wrong again. It's a game. Women play this game. We just want to eat. 
Well, Wonder Witch and I have a few favorite restaurants, and one of them is a combination bar, pizza place, and restaurant called Manhattan's. It's a nice, comfortable neighborhood place with lots of pictures of famous Manhattan people and places. That's why the name, Manhattan. There's the Manhattan Bridge, the old Queen Elizabeth Ocean Liner at the dock, Babe Ruth in his Yankee uniform, and a famous black-and-white picture of Marilyn Monroe taken in the Grand Central subway station. It's not the one with her dress blowing up. That's the most famous one. This is like the second most famous one. She's there at, at, at uh, standing in front of the pillar that says uh, Grand Central. In case you're not familiar with Manhattan, Grand Central is on 42nd Street, and so is Times Square. Grand Central uh, is on the east side of town, and Times Square is on the west side of town. Times Square is where you watch the ball drop on New Year's Eve. Grand Central is famous for that big marble train station with a famous clock in the middle. You've seen Grand Central Station in lots of movies, like Batman, for example. Well, Grand Central is on the fashionable east side. Times Square is the west side story. It's a funny thing. You ever notice that the east side of most cities is fancy and the west side is kind of gritty? New York's that way, too. So here is a true personal west side story. Long time ago, when my lady wonder wench first came to New York to live with me, and we were both very young, I took her picture standing in front of the subway sign at 42nd Street in Times Square. And I mentioned that to the guy who owns Manhattans, and he said, well, bring it in. We'll put it up right next to the one of Marilyn Monroe at 42nd Street at Grand Central. So I went home, and I dug around through a lot of years' worth of pictures, and I found it wasn't even in an album. It was just half curled up and stuck in a stack of old black and white snapshots. So I scanned it into the computer. I fixed it up a little with a Photoshop, you know, and I blew it up and I got a frame for it. She was so young, long brown hair, bright blue eyes, clear, soft skin. When you look at Wonder Wench that way, it's, it's really easy to understand that our bodies are made of chemicals that were made in the core of a star that blew up eons ago. We're made of stardust, especially her. And she was standing there in that scruffy subway station in a, in a sleeveless summer blouse and slacks. And she was flashing a kind of a nervous smile and wearing her love and touch pendant. Love and Touch logo is the outline of a man and a woman, and they're sitting next to each other. And, and I had a pendant made from it for her to wear. And, and I asked her about that smile when I found the picture, and she said, yeah, I was nervous. She remembered it very well. I had no idea she was nervous. <laughs> I, I guess I was just a young guy cleverly disguised as an adult in those days. I think it takes a while for guys to notice things like that. But eventually we do, most of us. And, and that's one of the reasons that Louie Louie generation guys are the bed partners of choice for supermodels everywhere. We notice women. We even understand that we'll never understand them, and it's okay, because we appreciate them. And women like that, and we like women. I especially like Wonder Witch. Dicks to Tales. Some interesting but totally unimportant things to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important things that are keeping you awake at night out the other and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. In 1996, a tornado blew a canceled check 137 miles from Wisconsin to Michigan. (laughs) 
And I was just sitting here thinking, I'll bet you somewhere along the way it bounced. The record for the most costumes ever used in a film was 32,000 costumes for Quo Vadis in 1951. The film that held the record for the least costumes used for years was Debbie Does Dallas. Now, that record may have been broken lately, I'm not sure. The market value for the raw materials in the average human body is about $25. For the body belonging to Catherine Zeta-Jones, priceless. Dick's Details. They take your mind off your mind. It's kind of a Louis Louis lesson involved, seeing the picture of Wonder Wench next to the picture of Marilyn Monroe in the restaurant. Marilyn Monroe, arguably the sexiest movie star who ever lived, married Joe DiMaggio, Jolton Joe, had an affair with John Kennedy, president. And Barbara Summer, my former secretary, became the stepmother and best friend to our kids. Had her novel published, Love's Forbidden Flame. And she became Wonder Wench. So who's the winner and who's the loser? Well, here's a clue. The clue is in the story that I wrote a long time ago when I first fell in love with Wonder Wench. It's called Losers. You and I are losers. I just noticed it on television. We can't afford to jet to Bermuda this fall, so we'll have to settle for walks in noisy golden piles of musty leaves and carve pumpkins for Halloween. We'll even have to eat Thanksgiving dinner at home. You and I are losers. Well, you'll see it in the paper. This Christmas, I can't buy you a diamond ring. But I'll write the best Christmas poem I can for you. I'll write it by hand on gold-edged genuine parchment. I hope you'll understand. And lovely Scrooge, a hand-knit scarf would feel like your warm arms around my neck. You and I are losers right there in your magazine. We're not going to a formal New Year's ball. We'll just have some friends come over here and we'll toast the New Year with pizza and wine. They'll probably kick off their shoes and sit around on the floor. Then on New Year's night, we'll lie alone together and the firelight and I will warm and kiss you more thoroughly than the summer sun. I can't even give you Paris in the spring. We'll have to spend our April nights just making love and plans and watching the silver rain paint the city streets brilliant black right under the amazed eye of the drooping streetlight. If it were summer, we'd walk in that rain in laughs and bare feet and we'd smell the perfume of the warm, wet grass. Oh, you and I are losers, all right. Then you see the billboard? We don't have our own swimming pool. We'll just have to make do with the ocean. Will it make you feel better if I build you Buckingham Castle out of sand, complete with moat and filled with the edges of the waves? And I'll find you shells and other treasures, too, like this snap-top ring. May I slip it on your finger, Your Highness? Then we'll splash in the surf and float on our backs until I can't stand watching the ocean's fingers playing in your suit anymore. And I'll chase you to the sand and we'll drive home fast, wetsuits, shells, sand, and all. And we'll take our famous loser's shower together. You know, the kind that saves on water, but not on love. And after September, 
we'll have to make do with heavy jackets and fake fur coats. And they're not as warm as mink. But if you get cold, I promise I'll put my arms around you. And that's how we'll do without electric blankets, too. And then when Christmas comes again, I'll make you a box to keep losers' valuables in. Your grandmother's pearls. Your high school pin. A year-old poem on real gold-edged parchment. Four shells and a snap-top ring. Good God, I love you, lovely loser. From the personal audio CD called Love and Touch. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download it from the CD Baby icon. Whatever works for you. Guys kind of figure if you don't win, you lose. That's especially true of young guys. But Big Louie, his own bad self, has been around for a little while. And he likes to say, you don't own winning. And you don't own losing. It's a hard thing to remember that when you're way behind in the game, but but it's true. We're all made of the same chemicals that were shot from the core of an exploding star a long time ago. Movie stars, secretaries who became stepmoms, even Louis Louis generation guys like me. We're all stardust. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths, come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.